Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday, thank God it's Friday the 19th of November. And as usual with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, of course, you can always pause the slideshow here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you're listening on a podcast you can head on over to marcustoday.com.au and you can read the disclaimer there. And if you're not yet a member of the Marcus Today community, why not sign up today on the marcustoday.com.au website for a free 14-day trial. All right, well, overnight we saw a bit of a mixed session in the US, but the headlines are really the NASDAQ pushing up to on another all-time high. I think that's the 66th all-time high of the NASDAQ, up nearly half a percent, 75 points. 15,997, so close to that 16,000 level. Dow Jones, though, falling 60 points, or 0.17%, 35,871. We won't take too much notice of the Dow then. The S&P 500 up 17 points, or 0.36%, in the middle for diddle, as usual. 4,705 for the S&P 500. More records there. As a result of all this optimism and bullishness, we have the SPY futures up a massive 8 points. 0.11 of a percent to 73.75. We also saw the VIX index up 1.69% last night, up to 17.40. So a little bit of money heading into hedging some of these uh, big exposures that some punters have got on the options on the CBOE. As far as commodities went last night, we had Brent crude up 0.66%, half a dollar, $80.81. We had WTI up a mere 18 cents, or 0.23 of a percent, 78.54. Gold, slightly easier, $8.80 down, 0.47% down, 1861.40. Iron ore continuing to fall, 3.1% down, $2.75. 8720. I think that's the lowest price this year. We did see some big falls yesterday in the Dalian Iron Ore futures price, but really BHP not doing too badly overseas, down 0.1 of a percent. Rio up, or rather down, Rio down 1.35%. In other commodities last night, we had copper up 0.9, nickel up 1.5, aluminium unchanged, zinc down half a percent, lead down 1.7%, tin up 1.2%. Last night, as a result of all this, we did see some weakness in international mining shares. We had Freeport down 0.6, Alcoa down 0.9, Tech down 1.6, Anglo down 2.7, Glencore down 0.9, and Vale down nearly 5% in international trade last night. The Aussie dollar, 72.77, creeping up a little bit overnight. Here you can see the S&P 500 pushing up towards that all-time high. Well, it is an all-time high, just about. 47.06 for the S&P 500, so pretty heady levels. But we did see some good results last night from one or two American companies and showing the pace of retail spending. Uh, We'll get to that in a minute. But Macy's, uh, an absolute standout there last night, as was uh, Cole as well. As far as major stories go last night, big tech driving that S&P 500 to the 66th record this year. And the Democrats are weighing another stopgap funding bill lasting until Christmas as the GOP resists pressure to agree to a larger deal. 
We're going to take this again down to the wire just in time for Christmas, you would imagine. It's going to be fun and games and lots of politics being played on that debt funding and government shutdown threat. And I think Janet Yellen has extended it till about the 15th of December. And Federal Chair Jerome Powell still facing questions in private meetings with Democrats about plans to counter inflation. Of course, the top job, the world's most important job, the world's most powerful man, the Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell. His job is up for grabs. He only has till February. And Lael Brainard is uh, creeping up as a bit of a contender. President Biden has announced that he will uh, announce the... um, the pick, his pick for Federal Reserve Chief in the next few days. But it does look as if the market still would prefer Powell, steady pair of hands, and we know what we're getting. Lael Brainard, although is more dovish on interest rates, also is more hawkish on Wall Street in terms of regulation and uh, reining in some of the powers that those big banks like the Goldman Sachs and the JP Morgans, etc., have. So uh, she would be a Democrat choice as opposed to Powell, who was elected or actually given the job by um, Donald Trump back in 2018. Chicago Fed President Evans, less confident than a few months ago about his view inflation will recede next year. We're going from transitory to temporary, and then hopefully we never get to structural. Economists suggest Biden's $2 billion tax and spending bill will boost inflation. They don't miss a trick, these economists, do they? Japan set to pass record stimulus package worth nearly $500 billion and includes checks and cash to children under 18. They've been handing out money and stimulating their economy for so long and it still hasn't done anything. The UN has warned shipping costs alone may elevate global inflation by 1.5% next year and the US has asked consuming oil-consuming countries to consider tapping reserves to try and get the oil price down. Uh, This is obviously playing into Joe Biden's unpopularity at the moment with high gasoline prices in the US really hurting there. China has also weighed in with that and looking at releasing some of its strategic stockpiles into the market to try and dampen the, um, the market and the price of oil. And Biden complaining that oil companies have a cartel. Well, duh, what do you think OPEC is? Congressional panel says US should restrict investment in China. What's on today? We've got Japanese October CPI. ANZ New Zealand will redeem 500 million bucks New Zealand of convertible notes on December the 31st. And BHP uh, down 0.1 and Rio down 1.35% in London trade. We've got Tesla slightly off down 0.03. Apple up 2.9%. Amazon up 3.5%. Alphabet up 1%. We have... um, A good, uh, not so good for Netflix, down 1.3%. In U.S. banks, J.P. Morgan was down 0.9%. Citigroup up 0.22%. Goldman's unchanged. Bank of America down 0.3%. And the most traded iron ore contract for January delivery on the Dalian Commodity Exchange yesterday ended trading 5.1% lower. Uh, I think that's a yearly low. Macy's in the U.S., uh, produced their numbers yesterday, a really stonking set of numbers, full-year sales and profit outlook uh, raised by the company. The stock was up 22%, and NVIDIA as well, which is at the heart of the metaverse, AI and gaming, had some good results as well yesterday afternoon in the US after hours, and the stock was up over 8%, so that was a pretty good result there for NVIDIA. Alibaba, though, not faring quite so well overseas, forecast annual revenue to grow at its slowest pace 
since 2014 when it uh, debuted on the stock market. The stock was down around 10%. And lithium stocks in China had a good day yesterday. Will that translate into lithium in our market? We shall see today. 10-year yields in the US, 1.59%. In Australia, 1.79%. And in Germany, minus. That's a negative 0.28%. And Apple pushing ahead with its anonymous car projects. Autonomous, rather, not anonymous. Autonomous car project. And they put a new guy in charge. And uh, this would be the biggest technical innovation for Apple since the smartwatch. Bit of a leap between a smartwatch and a car that drives itself and doesn't even have a steering wheel. Basically just an iPod, iPad on wheels. And 360 Capital sells out of its fibre business to Twiggy's private company. And environmentalists are making a last gasp attempt targeting Woodside and its Scarborough project to put that on hold. And Mineral Resources has flagged it may demerge its lithium business from its iron ore business. Mineral Resources under Chris Ellison has been a real market darling for a long time, but is suffering recently from the iron ore price falling. And it owns half of the Western Australia's Mount Mariam lithium mine and 40 cent of Wagina, which is coming back online. And IPO before pay, which is the opposite of after pay, sees strong demand. $158 million market cap chaired by Brian Hartzer, who used to be the CEO of Westpac. They're raising $35 bucks. Before Pay is a company that will lend you money before you get paid. It's like a payday lender, really. It's just jizzed up a little bit and made look a little bit more respectable. But we have Before Pay, now we have After Pay. I think there's even Future Pay coming along as well. Magnus Battery Tech, another another director, jumped ship yesterday. And Seven Group is mulling the sale of Coates Hire. It's already looking at the sale of its Beach Petroleum stake and now looking at the sale of its Coates Hire business. Question of the day today, uh, a bit of one to ponder, but nice to get some feedback from some of the members in our Facebook group. But would you like to see more podcasts or webinars, or have we got the mix about right Certainly don't want to go to death by podcast at the moment. We have three a day with the morning and the evening podcast and Marcus's podcast around midday. But uh, would you like to see more? There was one suggestion that somebody would like me to do a podcast of Henry's Take because they didn't have time to read in the mornings. So would you like to see more podcasts, more webinars, or have we got the the balance about right. We don't want to go death by podcast or webinar. Don't forget, ask the analyst today at 12.30 new time just for today. I've got something to do this evening, but today 12.30 answering all your questions. So if you've got a question you're busting to answer, love to have you to jump on board the webinar today. You can register on the website and you can ask away. That's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening as usual. You can head on over to the Marcus Today Facebook discussion group. It is a great group, 3,500 members. Members helping members is the motto there, and we have some really great contributors to that group. Uh, if you're listening to this on a podcast and you're not yet a member of the Marcus Today community, why not? We'd love to have you on board. MarcusToday.com.au, 14-day free trial. And as you know, the podcasts have been split into four 
So you can pick one or two or three or four of the podcasts. There's the Strategy Podcast, the On The Desk Podcast, On The Couch Podcast, where I talk to CEOs and fund managers and other industry experts, and also the Breakfast and Afternoon Podcast with the End of Day Report. This weekend's On The Couch Podcast, I'm going in front of the headmaster. I'm standing outside his study, and he's giving me a bit of an assessment of how I've gone with the new active, neat ETF portfolio. So I'll be talking to the whisperer, Andrew the Whisperer Wyland on ETFs on a half hour chat about how I've gone and some suggestions he would make in terms of additions and subtractions to the podcast. That's it from me today. Thanks very much. Have a great weekend. <laughs>